Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Ball Nation. Welcome to another episode of Believe in Tennessee Football. I'm your host, as always, Kyler Curbson, joining Free Bacon. Before we get into what I'm, what we're going to cover, please hit that like button, hit the subscribe, hit the notification bell, rate and review us on your podcast platforms. It helps so much. Anyways, today we're talking about the NFL Combine and our four Vols that were there, what their numbers mean for them, what their grades are going to look like, and do we agree with some of the weaknesses and strengths that uh, you know the the scouts have put out there about them. Uh, we, we talk about Tennessee basketball, that big win versus Arkansas, what this SEC tournament is going to look like, and finish up with just a quick update on ball baseball um, and how their season's going. So, great podcast, great listen. Uh, let's jump into it. The game. Snap, the kick is in the air, and the kick this time is no, sir, Reed. No, sir, Reed. Tennessee 20, Florida 17. Pandemonium reigns. Looks, loads up, fires long for the end zone. The pass is going to be caught by Tennessee. Tennessee wins! by Tennessee, Jawan Jennings. Jennings makes the catch in the end zone on the Hail Mary. Down to the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, to the 45, to the 40, to the 35, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5. What did he do? All he did was score. Joey Pitt, touchdown on play number one. All right, so before we jump into the podcast, shout out our number one sponsor, as always, betonline.ag. Listen, if you're wanting to make anything exciting, you got to bet on it. It's makes it so much better. Um, even if you're following a team that you're not necessarily a fan of, you put some money down, that thing gets very exciting. You're really watching that game. Um, Bet online is that place to do it. It's got all the news, the stats, the scores, the odds, everything you could think of. They cover every sport too, football, basketball, boxing, golf, everything you could think of. That is the place to go. So, when you head over, check out their new uh, mobile site, uh, their new website, and when you sign up, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus if you use the code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V when you sign up. So 50% welcome bonus. That's awesome. 50% on your first deposit. That's amazing. Um, so before you watch any games, before you enjoy any sports, head on over to Bet Online, put some money down on it, make it exciting. Bet online. It's where the game starts. All right. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, another great podcast. I'm very excited. We're going to be breaking down the NFL Combine results of our uh, Tennessee football alum now. And uh, because it is NFL Combine weekend, I went ahead and wore my nice pro day shirt to remind you all that I didn't get invited. So great. But uh, Reed, how are we doing, bud? I wish I had my cool uh, pro day attire. Yeah, looking yeah it's, like got, a, it's got my name on the back too. Seventy-seven. That is cool though. That 
that really is cool that the, the schools do that every year. They always have some like dope gear that, you know, I think I saw, I don't know if it was like Bama or Clemson or Ohio State, but they were doing one and they were, you know, it might've been like Trevor Lawrence's pro day. And he comes out and he's got like a warm up with Lauren, you know, on the back, like all this sweet gear. So, I mean, even that shirt's dope. I mean, why don't you just. It's not, it's nice, but I now wear two sizes smaller. So it's a little, uh, a little big on me, but Mm -hmm. I'll I'll still wear it. Yeah, no, you still got to rock it. It looks good though. Well, honestly, I will not wear it out because it's very awkward to have your name. No, no. On the back of your shirt. No, I know you would never wear it like out and about like you and Brian are like gonna go get tacos on Friday night and you walk out of the back and you're like at your pro day garbage and you're like Brian's like, what the fuck are you doing? Go take it off. <laughs> no, so I know you're not, but it looks good, like it's perfect for this. Yeah, yes, so. exactly. Uh so I you said you wanted to I know we're gonna we're gonna get into the NFL combine stuff, but uh you said you might have some comments on last week's pod. Yeah, yeah. Well, first off, you didn't ask me how I was doing today and how my weekend was. So, first off. I said – I definitely said, how are you doing, bud? Did you? There's no way I didn't. No, Fans I, well, in the comments, tell me if I did or not. I can't even remember. But I, it's just – it's such a natural thing for me now. I do it every time. I feel like there's no way I missed it. Maybe I wasn't paying attention. Okay, so my weekend's been great. Um, Friday night, went and saw the new Batman. So I saw it Thursday. I that doesn't surprise me because you and I are such you love all superhero movies pretty much. I basically am just a Batman guy, and then I like Spider Man, but then only really Tobey Maguire was my Spider Man, so I didn't even see any of the new ones. But that doesn't surprise me, and it also does does kind of surprise me that you and I haven't talked about the Batman movie yet. And so we'll save that for off the pod. But I'll say this. I liked it more than I thought I would. But, like, no one's ever going to be my Batman besides Christian Bale, just like no one's ever going to be my James Bond besides Daniel Craig. So, But I, I, I liked it. Like, I thought it was a good movie. Like, I enjoyed it. And I will be excited to see where they go. It was just a different vibe and a different way to do Batman. I don't know what you thought, though. Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's just so tough to hold up to Christian Bale's and – the other performances in those Christian Bale movies with like Heath Ledger being the Joker, um, Tom Hardy's his name is Bane. Like yeah. those are heavy hitters. But people didn't realize like how for a superhero movie, like Christian Bale and Heath Ledger were like A-list stars. And like Chris Evans and Chris Hemsworth, like they're not, they weren't A-list when they you know, became superheroes on the thing. Like there, there's, you know, Robert Pattinson's not a list. It's like, it, it, that is like crazy. The fact that those two are in a movie together and it was a superhero movie. Um, this is perfect for the podcast. So I'm using my mom's phone because I use my phone and my iPad and I don't have my work phone anymore. It's calling, shops, but my sister's calling. So I'm going to answer it real quick. Okay. <laughs> What's up, Georgia? I'm in the middle of doing the podcast right now, and I have mom's phone so I can look up combine results. Do you need anything important, or are you just checking? <laughs> All right, we got to go. I'll talk to you later. So, anyways, what did you think of the Batman movie 1 out of 10, though? Like, just, just... – uh, I would probably give it, like, a 
7.5 maybe. Okay. Okay. I like That's the probably- fact that it, it was very much, it was more of a detective movie right. than it was a superhero movie, yeah. which I liked. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. It was a whole different vibe besides being really dark and just a whole different, yeah, like I said, vibe to it. But I did like the fact that it was more of like a murder mystery. Yeah. And then you just, and then, I don't know, you and I'll talk about it afterwards. Cause like <laughs> Robert Patterson was be- like better than I expected, but like he's still kind of like, little bit lame in my opinion i i so i i don't know but i i I mean i enjoyed going and i'll be excited to see you know what comes from it you know yeah i also think there's like they set everything up to be a lot that's what i'm saying no spoilers yeah yeah so um yeah so i saw that saw that friday uh saturday we'll we'll talk about it but watched the game the ut game and then just hung out ran some errands with my mom getting ready for vacation Coming up this week, and then Sunday, uh, nice mass service at Sacred Heart. I, I saw Danny again, big Danny White, so I think he's becoming a regular, which is good. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just ready to talk about this pod. And it's funny because I really am, like, growing up, like I said on the last pod, I used to, like, eat the off season up. Like, when I was in high school and college, I was, I was not joking when I said, like, I would be in my room watching just – countless hours of youtube videos of, of highlights of, of of these upcoming college guys going and then i would read all the stuff about the combine all that like now nah, i don't i don't really keep up keep up with this as much um i haven't really watched it i have looked at the numbers and we're going to talk about some of those um you know here shortly or whatever but if you want i think we should oh yes i did to answer your question yes i did go back and watch Watch last week's podcast, and it was so funny because I was sitting here doing work. Dude, I just can't even with you. The people were so excited to see that you were back. They were leaving comments in there. But, man, you just get so distracted with other stories. Oh, I'm, oh, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, bro. I get distracted. I'm, I'm all over the place sometimes. Ariel, my girlfriend, would just be like, what the fuck's going on? Like, no, she does not say that. That's my – she nuts because she doesn't cuss, but she'll be like, I don't get you sometimes. I'm like, bro, I don't get my brain either. It's all over the place. She just looks at you like this. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, Reed, you're such a doofus sometimes. I'm like, yeah, I know. (laughs) Anyways, I was, I was sitting there doing work this week and I was listening to our pod. So I was playing it back and watching on YouTube. And I was like, what the, I was like, I was like, Oh boy, switched up the editing. Now I like it. It's fine with me. But it did worry me for a second. I was like, did I do anything? Because there were times in the past where I knew you were talking that gave me a minute to check my phone, read something, maybe eat, drink some water, you know, maybe like I wasn't looking at you. So I didn't want them to think I wasn't listening to you. And then the best one was I was like, bro, sometimes I pick my nose. I'm like, like, (laughs) anyone that knows me knows like I'm the cleanest, like I'm like the cleanest kind of biggest germaphobe there is. But, like, I still like to have a nice nose pick every once in a while. Then I'll wipe it off on a tissue and wash my hands appropriately. But I was like, I wonder if, if Kyle's going to be talking and all of a sudden they just see me just getting <laughs> him on one of mine. I was like, I was like, I don't think I did it this week. But now knowing forward that he splits the camera, I'm going to have to be much better when he's well, talking. Well, it's, it's twofold. So one part of it is I think – people would enjoy to see our reactions to what the other person is saying. Cause sometimes I'll say something and you'll react and make a funny face or I'll react and make a funny face. And it's like, okay, now we get to see both sides of it. And second, 
it actually speeds up the editing process a lot. Oh, nice. Okay. Instead of like cutting out every time you're not talking, I just splice just it together. It in there. Yeah. And it's and it's a lot, it's a lot smoother. So I think I'm gonna try and do that moving forward just because we are on Zoom. And I think a lot of podcasts have it to where you can see both people at the same time. Yeah, no, I listen for, for all the people. And, and I need to get into this too. I haven't been great about saying this stuff, but man, some of these, some of these uh, comments and stuff, I mean, it's just, it's, it honestly is so humbling and so heartwarming, but like seeing these people, they're like, Hey, this is my favorite time of the week. Yeah. Like I don't get burnt out. Like we know the numbers are dropping, but like, we appreciate it. Like, I'm going to be honest, like th- there is times where this, like, it is like a chore to do this. Like I still enjoy it, but like, there's times where like I have to make it work, like, and make yeah. it figure it out. And, and, and I'm not even the one doing all the work. Like you have to do all the editing and all that stuff. I put in a lot of prep usually for my show prep, but you're the one that does show prep, does it and then edits it. So I feel bad for you, but it does mean a lot. And, and, and still some of the comments are so funny yeah. and they're so great. And I'm going to probably read some of those next week or start reading some more of them throughout the, throughout each week, just because, I do really appreciate them. They do make me laugh. Um, and, and they're just, they're great. They're great content, you know, to, or great back and forth. So. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I love the support. I love the, them saying that like, they look forward to this every week. It like makes it worth it when I'm on a Tuesday night trying to get the editing done so I can get it uploaded and it be out on Wednesday. Yeah. It, it you know and it's like stressing me out because I'm running out of time and like all of a sudden like it really does make it worth it so um, yeah I appreciate the fact that that people actually enjoy this and love listening to it and then, and it's not like family members you know what I mean like yeah, my yeah. mom's gonna love this no matter what but none of my family even listens so it's all good except Ariel dude all the a lot of the women in my family don't listen because they don't understand any of it. Mm-hmm. they're like that just went right over my head i'm sorry yeah. but I, I don't know what you're talking about i'm like well i mean i guess that makes sense yeah yeah no it does but it does mean a lot man i love those comments i gotta get back to reading them and um and saying stuff and giving shout outs because these these fans are they're incredible i mean we never we're not setting out to you know we're not setting out to be professional podcasters we both have other jobs we just enjoy doing it we want to kind of see where it goes and yeah. you know it really started it really started because you 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 potentially do want to work in media so this is just your way of practicing and getting your name out there and doing it and so anyways it's been great but um let's start with uh let's start with basketball let's start with basketball you want to start with basketball not the not let's, the combine let's do let's do basketball let's do combine and then we'll do we'll finish up with a little baseball okay um basketball I don't want to just jump right into the Arkansas game because we did have our game earlier this week on I guess it was Tuesday against against Georgia yep and it was so funny because after my dad and I went to that Auburn game and he said you know I'm a little nervous he's like I'm a little nervous about that Tuesday you know maybe uh, you know we're not you know, we're, we're, we're coming off a big win. We're looking towards Arkansas. Yeah, exactly. Kyler's doing the sleep. You know, it's kind of one of those fall asleep. And so it was so funny because uh, I work remote now with my, with my new job. So like I had worked that day here at the house and then went and worked out and then ran some errands. Like I needed to go do some stuff. 
So I came back and they were in the game, you know, Georgia was up like 10 or 11 early. My dad's like, I told you, I, t- I said, dad, I said, chill out. I said, it's going to be all right. I said, we're going to be all right. I said, well, I'll get nervous with you if there's six minutes to go and they're still up by five or six. I said, yeah, let me tell you when they, when they, when they went up and uh, that number three for Georgia, just, I mean, absolutely on his head, just, I was like, uh, Hey guys, uh, can we uh, start trying a little bit harder here? Like, Dude, he put I, – I, I respect Vescovi, a.k.a. Vescovi, for sliding over, bro. Like, I, I respect that. Anytime someone goes up for a block or tries to do the uh, – like an actual block or they do try to go for a charging call, I'll respect you because you were putting yourself out there so hard. I mean, that's almost – when you go up to try to block a good dunker or someone who has already the advantage because they got to step on you or whatever, and you go up to try to block or get a charge – I respect that as much as I respect a guy going to a bar and going to up to a girl who's way out of his league asking for her phone number. Like, my guy, like, <laughs> you're probably going to get turned down and there's probably going to be, like, three or four people that notice it. Yeah. But, like, in basketball, there's about three or four million that are going to see it probably because of sports center and all that. So, it's like, I respect those guys more than anything. You know you know who does it all the time is Giannis. He'll, he'll, yeah. he'll, he's gotten dunked yeah. on so much because he'll go over and be like, I can try. Yes, agreed, agreed. Yeah. And then you see the other ones that are like, they look at it for a second and they kind of put their head down and kind of just like walk by. And just like, or the ones that are just like a waste of time that literally jump and turn like <laughs> yeah. that. Like, what are you doing? Just move out of the way. Hey, you know, you know what, what I started doing just to be a pest when I was playing like in these men, men league rec leagues? Because there were some guys that like the team I played on, we had no business playing some of these teams. I mean, because they were some straight up hoopers, like much better basketball players. But if there was a guy on the breakaway and, and he was much more athletic than I was and was going to yam it, I would sprint. And then right when I got there, I'd slow down a little bit and cut like right up under him. And so, because it kind of meant like, because you're cut, like I don't touch him, but he's yeah. Like, and, and like I always hope, I always, wait, I always love when I see like professionals or college guys do that because I'm like, dude, that messes with people so hard. And oh, I for sure, it. they. I used if to they, do it just to like if they're it. gripping it with one hand, they start like thinking about you. They might like miss the rim so, or like it yes, might slip yes. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to love it. I just called it my little drive-by. I used to piss so many people off doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they try and get it, and it just goes. And bounces yeah. off the rim. Yeah, yeah, but no, I, I will always respect people that that go up and try to block or do that. Um, so, anyways, but what were you were saying though? You got a little bit nervous when you saw that. Yeah, well, I, I when I saw that, I was like, all right, guys, like time to wake up a little bit. Like, don't don't just let them run all over you, which they did. They you know came back in full force. It was it was fine by the end of it, but it's also like it was at Georgia. And we've talked about it multiple times. Like, we're good at home. We're not so good away. And we're going to be playing away the rest of the season. So it's like, hey, we really need to get better outside of our home arena. And to, like, if we were to, like, lost that game, I mean, God, that would have sucked. Like, bad loss. It would have been bad. bad. It would have been so bad. Uh especially just ranking wise, like that could have dropped us a whole seed, honestly, but uh, won that one. Then we go into Arkansas last home game, Uh, you know, last chance to really show 
that were a contender uh, in the regular season. It was a huge game. And so the contender part, the uh, fact that, you know, Arkansas is seen as like this upcoming team that, that Musselman is the one to, you know, the hot coach right now in the SEC, uh, you know, keeping the – Don't he kind of feel like Nate Oates of last year for Bama? Yes. Well, it was but almost anyway. like him and Nate Oates last year were going back yeah. and forth. Like, yeah, no, he was Arkansas, like coach Ar- of the year, you know? Yeah, Arkansas Arkansas was a good coach. I mean, yeah. uh, good, good, I mean, excuse me, a good program, and they had a good year last year. Um, but and then you know, keeping the home record undefeated, uh, last game for Folky, uh, gets us that number two seed in the SEC tourney. So it was a bear, like there was a lot of stuff going on for that game. Right, looked great on TV, checkered out. Um, I I thought it was a very fun game. I mean, we were absolutely crushing them. You know, them coming back and making it close was very worrisome and uh, just, like, you can't – this can't happen to us again, right? Like, this, like, we're we're supposed to win. Like, this can't – this can't happen. But, uh, I, yeah, I, I love the game. I mean, dude, it, some of our shooting – like, we were lights out that first half. Like, we, we, we could not it was miss. 80, I swear I think we were, like, 81 or 82%. So, it was, it was crazy. Up. And I, I remember the announcer saying at one point, and I'll look up the stats, but they – they said that we were like seven of eight from three. We ended up 12 of 18, 66% from three. What? Like, that is incredible. Uh, 46% from the field, you know, 33 rebounds. I mean, it, it was a it was a good game. It was a good – because Arkansas is a great team, and it was like, oh, we're Very absolutely good crushing them. For them to come right. back, like, that makes sense because, they, I mean, we're 13, they're 14. So, it's like um, – but the biggest thing to come out of this game is our seeding in the SEC tournament. I absolutely love where we're at. But, I mean, I don't know if you want to talk about the Arkansas game before we move into that. Yeah, so, for me, it was funny. I Like I said, I went to I went to the Batman movie. Well, we didn't go till 10, 8, 10 o'clock. And so we, I got home at like 1.30. I'm a night owl anyway, so I stayed up till like 2. So your boy wakes up, you know, for the nooner game. And I'm like awake at like, you know, like 10.30. I like lay in bed, like maybe grab something to eat and then go lay back down. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to chill until the game comes on. Well, then I wake up and it's like 12.15. <laughs> and the game's already started. And I'm like, I'm like rolling over and I'm like, damn, like, holy crap. What an analyst you are. <laughs> I was like. I was like, damn, bro. I was like, we're already up on them, like, big time like this. So then I start, like, looking on my phone, and I, I hear them talking about because I want to see the stats. I want to see where we are. And it's like, okay, all right. Well, we're jumped out on a big. And I'm like, they're, they're going to make a run. And I was like, and the thing is about in basketball, like, when you are shooting that well, the other team is going to make a run um, because shots aren't going to fall. You know, it's also, as long as guys get lax when you're up correct. 15 points, you're kind of like, well, I'm not going to dive after that ball or I'm not going to go for the steal. I don't want to foul him. Well, what, yeah, one of my favorite one of my favorite sports quotes, because I, I do believe it to be really true, is that like you can't fake. And I probably said it on this podcast at some point, but you can't fake desperation. You know, it's kind of like when in the whether it's like the NBA finals. And there's a team that's down three to one or three to two. Like if you lose, you go home. 
like it's really hard for the team that's up to manufacture that same that same just amount of effort and intensity mm-hmm. and so like you said I think it's a great point you bring up like we're winning we're making everything it's like when you're making shots everything else looks like it's going well yeah and and, and, and you might still be playing pretty good defense and taking care of the ball but like when those shots then do start falling and the other team starts making them like things things can change pretty quick and like you said Arkansas is a, a darn good team so like I knew they're gonna make a run so anyways I'm like I turn the game on I'm like dang we're up on them watch the first half I'm like okay all right let's come back out I knew the second half like first little bit of the second half so I'm watching and Arkansas does cut it within 10 well then I felt really good and this sounds bad to say because it was so it was still so much ball game to play Oh, but yeah. they make a, they make a little run. It was right at that thirteen minute mark, and we hadn't made some shots. I didn't like what we were settling for, and I was so happy to see Triple J kind of have this little takeover, where he doesn't settle for a three. He he makes a move. He gets to that little fifteen footer that he likes to hit. He mm-hmm. knocks it down. He comes back down. He gets the block charge, and so we get the ball. We go back down. Then he. They're passing around. He gets it. He dishes to Kennedy Chandler. Kennedy Chandler hits a three. So that's when I was like, okay. Like, now I'm feeling good. We kind of had taken their first punch out of halftime. We regrouped. We responded. Okay, great. Well, then Reed decides to – oh, no, no, no. So much – we had a neighbor show up at our house. So we had a neighbor who had been out of town. Uh, we had been collecting their mail or whatever. So she comes by and, you know, when they come by and she comes downstairs, well, then the dog gets going wild and all that crap. (laughs) So then like, so then she comes upstairs. So I'm not getting to watch the game as much. So then I'm kind of watching it on eye to eye, but I'm like trying to do stuff, help my mom get this lady's crap, all that stuff. Well, then the next thing I know, I'm like looking up and they're coming back. And I'm just like, you know, what, what, what are we, what the hell's going on here? And so it was really nice to see them close out the game. You know, because that's what you're going to have to do in March. I mean, we're in March now. So yeah. it's like, like, Kyler, it's as basketball as a whole, for us to get the number two seed is very impressive uh, in the SEC, uh, in the SEC tournament. I mean. The, uh, it, these teams in the SEC are dogs. Like, I, like, this is the strongest I feel like the SEC has been. Like, the top well, – the top four are very good, like very, very good teams. Alabama's dangerous. Um, Arkansas LSU's dangerous. dangerous. LSU's dangerous, yes. Like, like I would say the top six are all teams that, like, could beat one another. I agree. For sure. I agree completely. I, I agree completely. And that's, that's why I say, even though Reed coming from Mr. I don't care what we do in the regular season, like I just want to see him win in March. Going into this season, I necessarily wasn't like super excited about this season. Or I, I, I let I, maybe it was a delayed excitement, but like I was still like, okay, we got Kenny Chandler. Let's see what this boy's about. Mm-hmm. And I knew we still we had the two big boys, Brandy Huntley Hatfield and Jason Faye do coming in. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, okay, I didn't expect yeah. Euros. I didn't expect Euros to do anything, but he's been Folky, uh, Folky coming yeah, back. It, correct. So I was like, all right, Folky to help these guys. So I was like, we, we should be pretty good. Like, I'm, I'm thinking we should be pretty good. Then I watch a couple early games. I'm like, all right, they're not bad. And then we kind of had this slump. And I'm just like, you know, I had some buddies. They're like, we're not even going to make the tournament. I'm like, chill, bro. Like, we're going to definitely make the tournament. Like, calm down. 
but I, I definitely, I definitely had those moments of we're going to be kind of middle of the road, but then it has been this last stretch of beating Kentucky, you know, and how we did it and beating Auburn and, and splitting with Arkansas and, and remaining undefeated at home and winning these games. And I'm like, I'm just proud. Like I'm proud yeah. of how they played. I'm proud, like you said, of getting the number two seed. That's huge. I mean, let's go down there and win one or two games. Let's not completely piss down our legs, as you like to say. And then, and then let me sit back, see what we get, what we get in the in the in the tournament, and and let's see how they they put a bow on this. Do I expect this team to go to the Final Four? No. Do I expect this team to make the Elite Eight? No. But I'm gonna tell you, if we make the Sweet Sixteen, I'll be really pumped. And if we make the Elite Eight, I will be ecstatic. So. Yeah. But but so far, like I'm pretty proud with how they've been. Like they've been honestly a little bit better than I expected after watching. Yeah, and I think you know we're talking about the Arkansas game. Like they were able to stop those runs. It's like the strength of this team is their defense. So don't let them score. Like if if these guys get hot and can score and are making baskets, like no one's going to compete with them. That that's that's where I'm at. If there is a lead, like I don't think anybody can really come back on them because I mean, they're deep, they're a defensive minded team. Like that, you know, they held what Arizona to like 50 something points when we beat right. them and they were right. a, they're 90 point a game team. So it's right. like having that defense, like makes me feel so much better. Like defense wins championships. I know it's said a lot, but like that is so true when it comes to this, I I almost don't have faith that we would make it far in the tournament because of the past, like, because I've seen how good our teams have been in the past and not get anywhere with it. Like that almost like skews the way I feel about this team moving forward. Even if they well, are I, I, I don't, I don't, good. I don't, I don't want to knock some of the teams in the past. Like we've had elite eight runs. We've gone to the sweet 16, but it's the fact that our teams were so good that we really felt like, hey, this is our chance to make the final four. Yeah, so man, like we should not have lost to uh, Loyola. Agreed. Agreed. Like that shouldn't have happened. I know, I know. So, but like for that Purdue losses, that Purdue loss, that was a great – I mean, that was a very good Purdue team, and that was a back-and-forth game. So, yeah, it stinks we lost. Um, but like I don't look at that – that's not – I don't look at that as a choke job. I just look at that as – a missed opportunity for the whole year, but like I don't ever look at that Purdue. I mean, that Purdue, Gus Edwards was a baller. Klein, the white guy, Klein had like, I mean, like thirty or forty points. I mean, he couldn't miss from three, you know. So it was it was a hard fought game, and Purdue's a good basketball school. I mean, hell, they're good to good again this year. But yeah, um, but but yes, but my thing is not Tennessee as a whole, but Rick Barnes as a whole. Like that's why I'm always like, we'll see what happens in March. But I think going into it this year, I have a much better outlook on it because of past couple of years so i'm like i'm almost like this is going to be gravy on the biscuit now like you know <laughs> on the biscuit, baby. i mean it's, i'm not going to like go in expecting to win i'm going to be in like everyone we win i'm going to enjoy and be happy about yeah so and, and, and the I, other thing is too oh go ahead i was going to say the the number two seed like looking at the bracket and i'll put it up for youtube so you guys can see it but looking at this bracket i would think the number two is almost better than the first seed like I think Arkansas is more dangerous versus us than Kentucky like I feel better about Kentucky versus Arkansas while Auburn has Arkansas on their side I feel better about Mississippi State and South Carolina while 
you know, Florida and A&M are on Auburn's side because of the of the teams in our bracket, you got Georgia, Vandy, Mississippi State, South Carolina, Alabama, Kentucky. Every one of those besides Kentucky we've beaten in the past – or besides Alabama we've beaten in the past month. And the only reason we lost to Alabama is because we had guys out when we played them. Yeah, Kenny Chandler and Polky were both out. Yeah, they were both out. So it's like – I, I'm like if we would have gotten the number one seed and we had Arkansas again, we had LSU in there and AM and Florida, like Florida being that big rival, like I would have been more nervous on that end than I would on this end. You understand know what I'm saying? I, I, I yeah, agreed because of matchups. I don't want to play Arkansas. I don't want to play, I don't want to play Bama. I would no, much I, rather I'd I really don't want to play Auburn again, but I, I'm fine with playing Kentucky. Like they're really good, but the biggest thing, and I was sitting here, if people wanted to know why I was not looking at you and I was watching, I was actually watching these highlights again from that Arkansas game yesterday. And, and I'm so proud of them. I really am for holding on like they did. And, and I mean, I was just looking. I mean, it was a, it was like a two-possession game with like two or three minutes to go. So it was still like, hey, this is a legit game. Like, you guys got to oh, make yeah. plays. But the biggest thing about March is, like you said, we're going to play defense. And we're gonna be we're gonna we're gonna play hard and play defense. We just have to be really good with the ball, don't turn it over, but we're gonna have to make our shots. And if we're not making our shots, we gotta get to the rebound. I mean, we gotta get to the baskets with our guards, Kenny Chandler, Vescovy, Ziegler, and even Josiah. They need to get to the rack. And if your shots are not making from outside, you gotta get to the free throw line or you gotta make you know easy baskets. Yeah, you know I mean what that's I mean? what like, happened last time we played like Arkansas. This, we just weren't making bat like we couldn't correct. make a thing. Correct. And that's why when, if that happens, you got to figure something out. And that's why they always say like, you know, you got to just see one go in. You got to, you got to feel good. You got to just see one go in. So, I mean, I'm really proud of how they, like I said, rewatching this highlights again. I'm like, dang, that, that was so close. It was awesome to win. And I was pumped. I mean, this sounds kind of cliche or like kind of just like it shouldn't, shouldn't really, really matter. But like, I'm pumped that they stayed undefeated at home. Like that's, that's, that's a dope thing to say. Like, yeah. And I don't care what sport, whether it's college football, NFL, um, you know, college basketball. Like, if you can defend your home turf, like, that's – that's it's, it's a good thing. It's a good building block, too. Exactly. So, exactly. So, but, but, yeah, I'm excited for the SEC tournament. And then um, we'll, we'll see how we play there because that's going to give us a, a thing. That's going to give us a, maybe a preview of how they look in the big boy tournament. Exactly. That's how I always view it, that SEC tourney, just being like, okay, what, what is it like when we're playing on, you know, a neutral site somewhere and, and you know that it's kind of like it's elimination kind of stuff. Um, they're, st- are they st- they're still doing double elimination for the SEC tournament, right? I think so. What? That always gets confusing as hell. Is it? I thought it was. I mean, maybe I didn't, know, not. I, didn't th- I didn't think the SEC was ever double elimination. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't. I, I I didn't think that it was ever double elimination. But now that you say that, I'm like, I know, right? Like that that was in my head that it that it, no, I don't think any college basketball has ever been double elim. I guess they can't technically do that because it, like, if, if a team gets to the final game, like the other team has to beat them twice, kind of thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Are you, are you drunk right now? No, <laughs> no, dude. I just was watching this and it cracks me up. So first off, I was so happy that we 
hit our free throws. I got a little nervous when Ziegler missed one. Uh, and I felt forget someone else missed one, <laughs> but watching this when that Arkansas guy airmails it, <laughs> do you remember that with like a minute to go in the game, like 40 seconds and they, they have a chance to go down and he just sails it out of bounds. And I was like, I was watching that yesterday. I was like, thank God he did that. That's something that Tennessee would usually do. <laughs> they were like something that break. we would do. They, they were trying to like break away. <laughs> Dude just sends it into like the student section. <laughs> I forgot about it. Like, it reminds you like Jackie Moon, where he just yeah. like throws it over the backboard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh gosh. But uh, but yeah, I'm I'm fired up. I'm excited. So it'll it'll be good. Um, Me too. All right, look, you want to talk about the NFL combine now? Yeah, let's do it. Um, I'm, I'm, very, I'm very excited to uh to jump into this. So if you want to go ahead and start her off. Yeah, I don't know if do you want to start with a, a certain guy first. I mean, you know, I'm biased. I'd like to start with a Cade as offensive yeah, lineman. Go, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. Jump in and start talking about Cade. Um, <clears throat> so Cade measurables good. 6'5, 311, uh, 34 and one eighths arms, 10 inch hands. Like I'm glad he got over the 10 inch mark because it's honestly like kind of a no-no for offensive linemen to have under 10 um and i know that that is part of it but i'll tell you what having big hands doesn't mean you're a good player at any position it might give you somewhat of an advantage in certain instances but like that doesn't grade you on your ability because if it did i'd be getting paid millions of dollars right now (laughs) by an NFL team. Uh, My hands are 10 and three-fourth inches. So very large hands. Yeah, but yeah, but I feel like almost offensive linemen, I mean, yeah, you want those big paws and big mitts, but almost um, your arm length is almost like your arm length is what they care about so much. What was your arm length? Do you remember? I think it was like, it was like 30, 34 something. I don't know, but I I also struggle. (laughs) My hands are so big. It gave extra length because they go from shoulder to tip of your finger. Right. And I'm like, well, really when I punch it's shoulder to wrist. Right. And I don't have that long of arms. Right. Like that has always been a thing. Like I don't have that long arms, but, um, yeah, I, I, I think that you're right, that the length of the arm is probably more important than the actual hand size. Yeah. But if I'm your hands at, are fast, who cares? Like, if your hands yeah. are fast, you can grab a hold of somebody before they can knock them down. You're fine. Right. You're right. fine. So. Um, and let me say, let me say this, too, while we're talking through this. If you guys want to go to the NFL.com or just the NFL app, it's a very, very good app. Like, I love how they have this, like, you click on the person, prospect info, college, hometown, gives all their measurables. It gives a prospect grade, which we're going to talk a little bit about. And then yeah. it kind of goes through all their results. So, I, I think it's I think it's a very neat app, but continue. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you know, prospect grade, they gave him a 6.1, which is average. Um, just – says good backup with potential to develop into a starter, which I would say is on par. I'm not going to say he's going to be like a starter day one. Like that makes sense. Um, And I thought he had some good numbers that, you know, a 
5'2'4'40 is respectable for an offensive lineman. It's not like super slow or super fast. Um, Vert and Broad weren't like out of this world. They're okay. Cone drill was good, uh, 7 5 7. And shuttle was good, 4 7 for an offensive lineman. That's good. That's yeah. that, that's what I had. Um, he beat me in the in the three cone, and uh, I beat him in broad and vert. So, see, I don't. Uh, oh wow, it even has a video here of him running. Yeah, I'm watching yeah. his forty right. He, look, he looks. I thought, I thought he, looks, 40, he looks good. Uh, I, I it, 40, you know, he yeah, didn't I bench, which I think could possibly be shoulder nagging him, yeah. or he's like, you know what, give me another month and a half. And I can get my bench numbers up, and then I'll do it at pro day. Yeah, I, th- dude, I think he looks good running here. Actually, I think he looks pretty fast while he's running. I thought the exact same thing about bench, like, because I want to see what he benches. I want to see how, how strong he is. But I definitely thought it was some something that was nagging. His ten yard split was one eight six. Like that, that's not bad. I mean, no. that's that, that's not bad at all. I actually couldn't agree more though with the prospect grade. I love this grade that they do this, and you can click on it and kind of read about it and stuff. And so it's, it has its strengths, it has weaknesses, um, which I have not read for his yet, but just the overall grade for him of good backup with potential start, I, I like that's perfect. That's perfect for him. Like it's perfect for him because of his athletic ability, but also like his ability to play, but then his ability to stay healthy. So like, I think, I think this is like, Hey, it's kind of like the perfect thing for the NFL or definitely like an NBA draft, it's like, hey, you know, Kate's got a bunch of potential. We're going to take a chance on him. Let's see what the hell happens. Yeah, and I, I as I go through like what they the kind of scouts for NFL, I guess, wrote up on him. Um, you know, they're really looking at him as like a center, which I don't think he's really had any game experience at center, and like that's a little different. I think he would be. Yeah, it says here a lot also- more comfortable at guard. But I don't know if they're just like because of his size, they want him at center. I don't. It says don't on here know. on the strengths, it has it says has experience at all five O line positions. But, but I didn't like, see him playing yeah. center. I've seen him play both guards and tackles. But yeah. I'm sure he knows how to snap. Sure. Oh, because I because yeah. you're just kind of taught that during practice. But uh, I mean, what I talked about as soon as the season ended about him, you know, under weaknesses, the very first bullet point. Missed multiple games due to injury in three yeah. or three out of the four seasons. So it's like that is a big thing for teams. Like they're not going to take risks on you, and they might even have you sign waivers for your previous injuries. Being like, there's a waiver on your right ankle because it's gotten, you know, torn three times, and we're not going to deal with that. So if it gets torn again, we can cut you without having to pay you. Hmm. So they, I mean, they might do that to him. So he needs to be, I mean, prepared for that. And whenever you yeah. do roll your ankle, just, shh, just don't don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, that's literally how it goes. Um, but some of these weaknesses, I don't necessarily agree with. Struggled with guard assignments in 2020. I mean, I didn't, I didn't see that out of him. You know, two years ago, but. I mean, that's, you know, he's younger, so he gets more experience. Um, Lacks technique on double teams, I don't necessarily agree with. Uh, And maintain a wider base through engagement. That I kind of do. 
Uh, athletic defenders can take advantage of his forward lean. I agree with. He does. He is such a headhunter that sometimes he does like try and kill a guy. And doing that, you can fake him out and get him into that lean. Um, pass protection can be straight legged. I I agree. At tackle, I think at guard it's better from him. Um, and needs to punch with faster, more efficient hands. I don't know. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's slow by any means with his punch. I've seen multiple times in a game where it's just one punch and he grabs a hold of a guy and the guy's not going anywhere. So, you know, this might be ticky tacky on some of the stuff. Sure, sure. And I think it's a. I think it's difficult for the. I mean, these guys have so many people to go through. I mean, how many games of Cades is he really watching? You know what exactly. I mean? Like, do we know if he watches a good one or a bad one? Or just, you know, so it's like I, I respect what these guys do, and a lot of this stuff I agree with. But it can some people can look at it as be nit, nitpicky, and other people can think that you know what I mean. So it's like it is what it is. Yeah. Um, well, it says right here in his strengths has talent for combination blocks, success at center. Yeah. But then, and his weakness says, uh, lacks technique on double teams and down blocks. Like yeah. we, that a combination block and a double team is the same damn thing, man. Right. Right. Uh, you know, so uh, I think K did a good job. I think he helped himself with his numbers. I think the bench is a huge thing for offensive linemen. So, and he might redo some of these at pro day just to be like, I can do better than that. I can get a higher number, right. which most of these guys might do that too. Um, but I, yeah, I think it was overall a good day for him. All right, let's jump into – we'll stay on the uh, offensive side of the ball. Let's talk about BJ. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Valus, a 5.93 grade, average backup or special teamer. I think he's better than that. I think he's better than a backup, better than just a special teams guy. I think he can be a special teams guy, but that 4-3-1 speed says different. All right. I've been thinking about this. I – that's honestly kind of – man, this is tough. I actually kind of agree with it. I actually think that he would be a backup special teamer. I personally do – I personally will be a little bit surprised if he is a rotational, like plays a decent amount guy. Okay. Um, I, I would be very surprised if he becomes a starter. But, 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 I was – I was shocked when I saw that he was the second fastest 40 out of all receivers with a 4-3-1. That is absolutely flying. flying. And the thing is, and the thing that's weird about that is I thought the same thing about Ty Chandler because I saw Ty Chandler busted a 4-3. And I never once saw Ty Chandler or Velas play. And I knew they were fast, but I never thought they were like 4-3, hey, let's take advantage and let's just run him by him and take the top off of the defense. Now – BJ I mean, I told you during the season that I was like, is Valus fast? We, like, I couldn't we, I know. We had, we had we both, we both had multiple conversations. We we had multiple conversations about that because we would watch him and we're like, he looks smooth, but he, he doesn't look like super fast. And to come out and run a 4-3-1. Now, the one thing that people have to remember, there are people that run 4-3s or 4-4s, four and that translates to a game, and they lead people. And then you got a, like a Tyreek Hill or like um, – Chris you know, Johnson. Like yeah, Chris Johnson or Deshaun Jackson back in the day or, 
you know, Ted Ginn back in the day. Like, these are just some of the guys that I remember from, like, kind of my childhood and stuff, um, you know, that you see and you're like, yeah, like, they are on another level fast. But then, like, you know, guys that can go and run on a, on a track and, like, they'll burn it. But then they, they, they look fast, but they don't look, like, as fast as they sh- you think they should when they're on the field playing. Yes. You know, so yes. so I was I was very surprised when I saw that, but but I actually um, I, I, I that's what I kind of think he is. I kind of think he's a backup. I don't see. I think VJ might play two or three years in the league, like and maybe kind of be in and out. I mean, I just think it's so hard to make it as a wide receiver. Uh, I well, first off, it's just really hard to make it in the NFL. But I think it's it's pretty darn tough to make it as a wide receiver. And I'm just thinking about some of the other guys that have come out of UT, like Justin Hunter, Josh Malone. Um, I'm trying to think of some of these other guys that, like, have played a little bit but hasn't really made it. You know, they kind of – Justin Hunter yeah. had a couple of good years with the Titans, but Josh Malone's been bounced around. So, it's like I think – I'm trying to, like, com- compare, and I'm thinking, I'm like, I will be pretty surprised if VJ's on a team. Like, I don't see him doing what Josh Palmer's doing. I don't see him doing what Mark West Calloway's kind of doing. Yeah, um, but th- but that's just that's just me. I don't know what kind of what your thoughts are. Well, I, my thought process is I, I think he can be a very good special teams guy, which is that can keep you in the league for a while. Agreed. Um, but the way I look at it, I'm like, I look back like on the Titans season when those guys went down and we had those random names playing wide receiver. I'm like, Velas is like I could see Velas being better than all of them and doing better than all of them. And that could easily set him up to be like the slot guy next to AJ and Julio, where like AJ and Julio are the better players, but he might be a good three. So I just like compare it to what I've seen on the field or compare it to certain teams. I'm like, well, this wide receiver plays or this wide receiver started. Why, why would, why would a 4-3-1 guy who's played outside and inside, not be able to get on the field. That's my, that's kind of my thought process. And I get what you're saying when you're like comparing them to last, like old Tennessee receivers, because coming out, I'm going to say Justin Hunter is better than Bayless Jones Jr. Like coming out of college, I'm going to say Marquez Callaway, Juwan Jennings is better than Bayless. Just because I only got a couple years with Bayless. I saw how hard those guys worked how impressive some of the stuff they did was. We can just go see some of their highlights. Yeah, just go look at their highlights. And it's like these jump balls, these just breakaway, like taking slants to the house, that kind of stuff, where you didn't necessarily see that with Bayless. But, like, Bayless was always so consistent and just there and just, like, making plays and doing what he needed to do. And he had a good amount of touchdowns this year. And I think that says a lot about who he can be in the NFL do not get me wrong. And I think I'm speaking for you as well. Don't get you wrong. Like uh, this is an obvious statement. We both want him to do well and we both like him and we do both think he's a good football player. But like, if I'm just trying to be as honest as I can about the NFL, like that, that's where I'm coming from. Yeah. So I don't want people to think that we're knocking him. I, I want to read some of these weaknesses. We'll be a 25 year old rookie. People are like, what the hell does that matter? I mean, I think it's kind of nice because it, he's going to be more mature coming in, but I do get what they mean by like, 25 is pretty darn old for the NFL as, as a rookie. Like, I mean, they're getting guys that are 21, 22, 23, and that just – that does help with 
whether it's your athletic ability, your your long, your you know, being able to be there for your during the duration of like a rookie contract. But a lot of know, guys can, be, I mean, have retired at you know 30, 31. 28, yeah. So it's yeah. just like how many years does he have? Yeah, no, agreed. And then it says below average wingspan and catch radius. Uh, doesn't drive hard into his routes off the snap. Uh, unnatural stride link gives away route stems. Uh, inefficient footwork at the top of his routes. Only has to run extremely basic routes. So I'm not going to comment on like the inefficient of his footwork. I don't. I don't know. I haven't watched it. I, plus, even by hell, if I did watch it, it would have to be super obvious for me to know. I, I'm not. I don't know that type of stuff. Yeah. Uh, stride link to give his ways route steam uh, stems. Okay. He doesn't drive into his routes off the snap. Okay. Now I will say only asked to run extremely basic routes. I don't disagree with that. He he would run a go from the slot a lot of the times. You know. Yeah. He, I mean, Hypel simplified it this year for him. Agreed. So. Agreed. So we could have success. And also his weaknesses are all things that he can change besides the wingspan thing, all things that he can get better at. It's like, if you give me a weakness and it's you're injured a lot, you don't have length, you're slow. It's like, oh crap. Like I I wasn't able to get faster through four or five years of college. Then I'm just slow, you know, but like, getting better footwork at the top of routes, like you can teach that. You can go to somebody and he can help you with that. So I think it, that's it does best. make me feel better that it's all like, here's a little bit of technique issues that you can fix. I think that's one of the best best points you've actually ever made on this on this podcast ever because it's so true. And then if you look at some of his strengths and line up inside, outside, uh, routes showed some improvement later in the season, ding, ding, ding. So if they showed improvement later in the season, obviously if he gets to the NFL and that's his – profession that's all he's doing it should be even better uh play strengths to fight through contact and work back to the ball i, I agree with that mm-hmm. um finishes the catch decide despite heavy hits i agree with that run after catch talent is a factor i agree with that just i think back to the missouri game when he took the little like you know smoke screen or whatever the in, inside middle screen tears out of arm tackles um gives up his body for additional yards yeah uh, special yep. teams wizard they have special teams wizard on here yeah, so, I mean, um, I think that this last one on a strength can play Gunner, um, you know, that, that would be a place where instead of being on a punt return, he's going down and making the tackles. And if you're a 4-3 guy and good size like he is, that that's where you could make a name. But, I, yeah, I mean, 2 I kind of, four, like that's a thick – that's a thick yeah, boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I think uh, – so I think all of this, like – I mean, I think I think it's pretty, pretty spot on with him and – it is funny that you bring up the Titans because we're both Titans fans. We watch them every week. So, yeah, like, I get it. You're talking about Nikita Westbrook. You're talking about Chester Rogers. You're talking about Josh Reynolds. Like, I thought Josh Reynolds was going to be better than the Titans than he was. Uh, his lack of speed really kind of hurt getting off man coverage. He's not with the team anymore. Nikita Westbrook, that one's still a head scratcher. They love him. I think he's fine. Chester Rogers actually has been a decent pro. He's been around for a while. So, I think saying BJ could be Chester Rogers might be a little bit of a slide, even though – I'm not saying he's great, but I think he's been around a while. I I will just be – I will not be surprised if he's in the in the league for a little while, two, three, four years, but I will be surprised if it's anything like super meaningful snaps. Like people forget, like Justin Hunter still had game-winning touchdowns for the Titans, like still played some legit meaningful snaps for a year or, for a year or so. And I, I would be kind of surprised if B.J. did that. That's my yeah, final – Hey, 
go check out that Justin Hunter interview I had a while back. Uh, yes, I enjoyed YouTube, that. So that was a good one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think Velas helped himself one thing before we moved to the next. He didn't do any any of the other running drills, the, the yeah, shuttle, the the three cone. I think it's another thing. Maybe he's like, you know what? I can get better at this. I'm not like my perfect self yet. But I also noticed that like only half the receivers did those anyways. A lot of the guys didn't do them. So I don't know if that's like receivers being like, you know what? I'll take the hand time from scouts at my pro day over a laser at the NFL combine because it'll look better. Yeah. Yeah, so, no, possibly. agreed. But, uh, yeah, I mean, sometimes it's good, depending on where you're going to be drafted and depending on how high of a prospect you are and depending on what your body's like at the time, like it's not a bad thing to go and only do a few things and say, hey, I'll see you in a month. You know, I think some mm-hmm. of the guys that know that they didn't put as much on tape or didn't play as much and they're the combine freaks that everyone knows of, like, yeah, it's good to go do everything and try to be the wow guy, you know, because there are a couple guys every year that get drafted just because they have an awesome combine. It always shocks me when it happens, and it shouldn't because, ha- like I said, it happens every year. Every you know, single so. year. Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm fired up to talk about this next boy. Yeah, Matthew Butler, baby. Uh, okay, so running to Matthew Butler, he got a 6.2 grade, uh, will eventually be an average starter. I mean, that kind of reminds me of, like, Shy Tuttle. You know what I mean? Or like shy totals, like average starter. You don't really hear that much from him, but he still makes some plays here, here and there, a sack, maybe a, fo- a fumble recovery or something. Um, and shy was always a very good player. I 6'4, 297, 33 and a half inches, uh, nine and a fourth inch hands. He's got the right size. Like you want to see that 6'4 line like if it's six three it doesn't seem as much I think he's got a good weight to him that that feels like he probably played heavier and like trimmed up got a little leaner hit that 297 thousand percent thousand percent I I mean I would say every all these guys are are running in Wayne's lighter you know for offense alignment defense alignment probably even linebackers you know, maybe some running backs. I mean, it might have been some corners and receivers that try to put on a little bit of weight, but all these guys were slimming down I, because yes. they want to run. They want to run well. Now, you know, looking through strengths and weaknesses, I very much agree. I don't. Before we get to that, looking at the numbers, he ran a five flat forty, which is fine. He's defensive tackle. He's three hundred pounds. Everything else besides the vert. I don't – I think, like, hurt him. I, I don't think it helped him. Because you can't tell me if you were a bet man that you would say Cade Mays has better lateral quickness than Matthew Butler going into this. Right. But he timed better on both three-cone and the shuttle. So it's like, man, that stinks. Like, Wait, I would have thought have Matthew those, Butler have, had better looking- lateral quickness than me, and I beat him on both of those. Well, hold on, hold on. Do you have Cades pulled up? Because I yeah. have Matthews pulled. Or do you have Cades written down? Yeah. So Cades, so Cades, uh, three cone was a seven five seven. 
Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Matthew Butler's is a 789. Cade's 20 yard shuttle was a 471. Matthew's is a 480. Wow. Okay. 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 That's why, that. like, that shocked me. I was yeah. like, five flat on the 40. Good job. That's, that's fine. But then those results, I feel like he should definitely redo it at the pro day and try and get a better time. If I was so, him. Yeah. So it's funny that you say that because I feel the exact same way. Um, five, five flat. That that's fine. I thought his size. I actually did not think that he was going to hit six four. I that's all. I thought he was more like six two, six three. So that's awesome. Too. His arm length. I mean, 33 is not bad for his arm length. Like, I, I feel like that's not bad. Um, I was kind of surprised by the bench press. Seventeen. I was like, that's low, you know, man. I was like seventeen. Like, you did thirty three. 32. 32. And then I'm going to go ahead and say it. Like, the most I ever did was 14. So, it's yeah. like, I, I, there's no way I should do 225, 14, and I was weighing – I was probably like 208 at the time, and I cranked mm-hmm. out – now, the granted is, now I'm, I'm 6'1", he's 6'4". His arms are, are obviously probably going to be longer than mine. I, I don't know that my – I've never done my official arm length, but like, I but he also, I mean, he probably a hundred pounds more than you whenever you did that. Yes. No, no. Yeah. 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 No, he was. Yeah, he was. And, and yes. when I came in, when I came in as a freshman at UT, I did it, you know, in the summer. So I was like fresh out of high school and I got 18. Yeah. So I'm like, I was 18. I was 17 years old. My max was probably like 325. 3.30 on bench, and I got 18. I'm like, bro, like, I, I don't know if, like, you just don't have a big chest, like, if it's just, like, naturally not good for you, but definitely do that again at the pro day. And let me let me say this as a, another caveat. I honestly don't really care about numbers at the combine. I, I will always be one of the more, like, if Duke can ball, Duke can ball. Matthew Film Butler is so ball. much more important. Correct. Always yeah, and, Ma- and we love Matthew. Like I love Matthew. Matthew's a, a baller. The most important. We're just we're just digesting. We're just talking. So we're not knocking him. I actually really thought that the six point two was a good grade, and I think this is perfect. Will eventually be an average starter. When you hear average, that means oh he's just kind of whatever. No, guys, an average starter in the NFL is a dog, bro. Like is a very good player. This is one of those guys. That is going to end that I think can end up on your team. And it's easy for me to go back for Tennessee Titans. So, like, it's going to be like, hell, I don't know, like a guy from the past that's like not bad, but like he still makes plays and he's a good rotational piece. And like the fans, you know, like Carl Klug of a couple of years ago, like would still make plays. Like, I'm not going to say Danico Autry of this year because Danico Autry is a very, very fine football player. Yeah. Um, but like a William Hayes was a defensive lineman for the Titans that like never got a ton of pub because he was playing next to Albert Hainsworth. But like William Hayes was good. Then he went on to, you know, uh, St. Louis. But I'm just thinking of these guys that like, and I think Shy Tuttle is also perfect. Like New Orleans Saints fans are like, oh yeah, we like Shy Tuttle. Like plays hard, good player. We'll make those plays every now and again. But he's not going to be like you know a freak. But I think yeah, people people outside of New Orleans and Knoxville don't know that he's there. But he's still a good player. Right, yeah. like, like he's still good, and so that's that. Like, I don't want people to hear like, "Oh, he's just an average starter." Like, no, <laughs> a starter in the NFL 
means darn good. And that's what I do really think Matthew Butler can be. So, you know, even though I was a little surprised by some of these numbers and thought that his strength would be better, like, I don't care. Cause I know the kid can play. And like, there's going to be guys that I know for a fact this past season he lined up against that probably could do 30 and 40 reps on the bench press. And guess what? He whipped them. He used yeah. his hands. He used his speed. He used his technique. He uses bull rush. Like some of this stuff ultimately doesn't matter. Um, but we're talking about it in the context of just the combine. We're just talking about how you did in the combine. It doesn't mean how you're going to actually be in the NFL. So yeah. And how people look at the combine. Because yes. we might not necessarily agree to say, like, I'm going to put a lot of weight in this three cone, but some of those scouts do. Right. And they're like, they got burned by some random guy who had everything else, but like his three cone was bad. And then he ended up being a bad player. And like, they have some like personal, sh- like, that stuff happens. So that's the way we're approaching it. But again, with the film thing, on his strengths, the very first one is put impressive tape together against Alabama. And on his weaknesses, the second one, failed to make much of an impact against Georgia's mauling front. So it literally, like, playing in the SEC, playing against elite teams makes a difference when scouting because they go, what's the best offensive line? Georgia's. Okay, what did he do versus the best? And, like, scouts interpret, like, these guys for Georgia's offensive line are going to play in the NFL, so this is an NFL line. What did he do versus them? So you really have to take advantage of those games. Now, I, I wouldn't say he didn't make any impact. Yeah, but that, yeah, that's I don't, I don't I wouldn't agree with that. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't agree with that. But it it makes a difference. It was sure. it, it reminded me of like when we were talking about Henry Toto like transferring to Alabama. I'm like, dude, you you have to go put good tape together. You're playing against the best defenses in the country, no matter if you're at Tennessee or at Alabama. They're all in the SEC. Like, I really don't think him transferring to Alabama, like, really makes that big of a difference when it comes to getting to the NFL. I mean, he's just going to say that the coaching down there is better, the development's better is probably what he thinks. And, and then obviously he wants to win maybe, so. Yeah, but it's still just like, okay, well, what did you do versus Georgia's offense? I, I know you're talking about film. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're playing Georgia at Alabama and you're playing Georgia at Tennessee. What did you do versus their offense? So, hey, that's all That's could. all on you. That doesn't ma- It doesn't determine – you know, the coaches don't matter on the film. Yeah, but, A, they can prep you more to get better. But the other thing is, too, I'm going to look a hell of a lot better, you know, with a good defense alignment in front of me than, than maybe something else. But let's show his strengths. Put impressive tape against – together against Bama, plays with athletic movements and bend, uh, capable, to, capable to stack and shed versus single blocks. Hell, I I think he can do that against double teams too. Yeah. Uh, range and motor will have him in on action. Love that because he did have a great motor. Lateral quickness, agreed. Uh, maintains gap integrity with steady base, agreed. Uh, secondary effort makes him tough to sustain and finish for blockers, agreed. Yeah, so um, – if some of you don't quite understand some of these, but like maintaining gap integrity, you're always assigned a gap as a defensive player. And the fact that he didn't get pushed out of his gap, he was able to hold it there. So ball's not coming through this gap. Like you better find somebody somewhere else to go. Well, that, correct. And I'm glad that you mentioned that because for maybe people that don't know, as a defensive lineman, your gap integrity, whether you're it's a run play or whether it's, hey, I got to make sure the QB doesn't come up and pass me in my lane, which is something we talked about a bunch that the defense maybe struggled with this year. 
but that's the thing about Matthew Butler because like he's getting a push and he's holding it. And if it's a run play, he's, he's really good to make the stop. And if it's a pass play, that's where he keeps fighting. And I think he does get a, do a good job really not necessarily, not necessarily uh, just getting pressure, but besides getting pressure, he also will recreate the pro- the pocket. And that's an important yeah. thing. I mean, you know, if you're not going to get a sack, but you got a, a center or a guard's feet getting back tangled up with a quarterback, that's, that's, that's very good. Huge. Um, changes into force anchor and then works to an edge. Agreed. Uh, rushes with body control and good change directions. Agreed. Do you want to go through his weaknesses and read those? Sure. Um, lacks desired girth in his lower body. Uh, yeah, I guess if you're looking at him, his lower body looks thinner sure. than most. But, I mean, I don't know what his squat is or anything like that. But, I mean, I've seen running backs that don't look like they have a big lower body squat 500. So Right, right. You know, if you're strong, you're strong. Um, Fail to make an impact versus Georgia. Uh, balance can waver when he's his base narrows. So does everyone else. <laughs> like, what do you mean? That's what you're taught as a as a football player not to have a narrow base. I was gonna say that's for that's for life, bro. If I go over to my mom and say, "Hey, hey mom, put your feet closer together," she <laughs> if my feet are like this, I'm gonna fall over. Like, hey, this is this is by uh, Lance Zerline, NFL NFL analyst. All right, thanks, Lance. <laughs> yeah, appreciate it, Lance. Um, needs better feel and take on against edge blocks. I'm not sure what he's saying. Like, if he's lined up at D end, right? Yeah, edge yeah. blocks. Yeah. Uh, but he's not going to play defensive end, so Correct. who cares? Uh, lack of separation length shows up at times. So I guess they're just saying like his length, his arm length, he doesn't get much separation from guys. Uh, average upfield burst to set the tone with his rush. I disagree to get with that. his counters more quickly. I, I mean, I'm, I'm okay with the getting to the counters more quickly. That's a lot of rushers that could be nitpicky on a lot of people, yeah. even guys that are already good in the NFL, but like, Average upfield burst? I don't know about that, bro. Yeah, because like, some of the biggest plays he had was getting into the line immediately, so quick, yeah. and, and just and just bodying the guard or the center. So I, I'm not sure if they're like on third and long and pass rush situations, and he can't jump the. And then he doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, because I, I, I I'd like. I wish they would have. I wish they would have put down like his ten yard. Because I don't know if they, if they actually they don't put it down on this. Let me see if like the video actually shows it, because that'll tell you like what a guy's burst is. That's always more important for offensive linemen and defensive linemen. Defensive linemen, yeah, yeah, just ten yards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just knowing the ten yard burst. I think so it actually does it, show. It, I, I think it does show. Go down to the bottom where he runs his his forty, and I think it does show a ten yard split. I think I saw it was like a one eight. I'll tell you in just a second. I'm watching him run. See what it says. It pops up here. Uh, I don't know if it said anything. It didn't it? Didn't it? Didn't show it there. Um, I will say this: Asterisk. looking at some of these other D tackles. I mean, <laughs> what Devonte White and Jordan Davis did, bro. <laughs> bro, what? I freaking tweeted about him. Like, thank God I retired. When I did, I mean, meaning like, I, thank God I didn't get any more calls to the NFL because I'm a piece of shit. But anyways, dude, Jordan, that guy's that ridiculous. Means, that means that means that 
that means Jordan Davis at 6'6", 341, could walk outside right now and smoke me in a race. Smoke. And not only smoke me, but smoke, like, half of anyone that thinks they're an athlete. Everyone that's listening to this podcast. Yeah. He would beat you in a race. He's 340 pounds. Because this is – that's a 478 at an NFL combine official, like, laser time. Like, and I'm 30 years old now. Like there, there's no, there's no way I'd beat him in a race. Like, and that's, that's insane to think. Insane. Like that, that was crazy to see. Crazy. Um, I want to go so, look at all of his other stuff now. Well, and Devontae I didn't even Wyatt, look at I mean, Yeah. Devontae Wyatt, 6'3", 304. And he comes out and runs a 477. And it's like, no wonder, it's like, no wonder freaking Georgia. I mean, not only are these guys combine freaks, but they're also freaks on the field. So it's like, you know, yeah, and then a 32-inch vert and 123-inch broad, like that's explosive, dude. <laughs> it's that's, that's crazy. That's uh, what 10, 10 two? Hey, but the good thing Ten for Matthew, Butler, the good thing for about Matthew Butler is only one, two, three, four, only five people beat him in the forty, which is which is great. I mean that that's only five people at his position beat him in his forty, which I you know I love to see that. I so, I. I'm excited to see what what uh, Jordan Davis does in like he's got the same hand size as me, ten and three fourths. They they said though they were talking about him and they said he played more at like like three forty three fifty or let's see what what did they have him listed at three forty one. Yeah, so they think he might have played at like three fifty or like they think he, he three sixty like. Heavier. And that's one thing. Hey, that's. <laughs> that's that's one thing you've got to worry about. I hope that – because, you know, these guys know, like, hey, I go train for two months and I get drafted, I'm an instant millionaire. You know, it's like all they got to do – so it's like when they get the money, like hopefully they maintain weight, you know, because that's really what, what makes some of these guys different is like are you going to have the discipline to go to the NFL and, and, and to work hard on your own and do things on your own and, like, to be great or are you just going to, like, go get a bunch of money and then you're like, well, see ya. Like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm good. Yeah. It's uh, it's when you're 340 pounds, it's real easy to gain 10. Yes. Gain 20. Yeah. I guess real easy. So you, you just gotta be careful. I, I, you know, I was, I got up to like 330 at my heaviest. And I mean, it was, it was easy to just like go up five pounds in a week. Like (laughs) it's very easy when you're that heavy. Um, So I I was looking here. They some some of the DBs have run, uh, but um, some of the DBs have run, and I don't see Alante yet. There's a couple guys in here that are putting up kind of mid to high four fives. And there's a guy from Clemson ran a four six one. A guy from Arkansas ran a four six two. I'm gonna be shocked if Alante doesn't go out there and bust a low four four or high four three. Dude, yeah, and if he ends up being, like, you know, top three in DBs and speed, like, that's going to look awesome for him. Yeah, it will, and I think – and he's going to measure pretty well, so I'll be excited to see. You know, I would, I cannot wait to see what his grade is, what, to read what they have him for his grade. Well, they have a prospect grade now. Oh, um, they do. Oh, you're right, you're right, you're right. You're yeah, right. yeah, 6.17, good backup of potential to develop into a starter. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so like I'll take that. Like it's actually a pretty good, and I think it has to do with his size. Like he's six foot one ninety nine, thirty two and a and a quarter inch arms, uh, nine and an eighth inch hands. Like 
he's a long, big corner. And yeah. teams are going to like that out of him. I mean, first, let's see. First thing in strengths, possesses NFL size and length to play outside. That's, I, I think, like, uh, Richard Sherman helped all of the long corners in the world. Right. Like, right. just being who he was. And not not being, like, a burner or anything like that, but just being smart, using his length, and understanding where a guy might go. Um, but since we don't have any of the numbers, we'll just go through, like, strengths and weaknesses for Alante. But I can't – this is kind of annoying because I can't, I can't find him on here. I might try to look it up real quick, but continue because I'm trying to listen to what you're saying but trying to find him as well. Yeah, so uh, strength, I said the size and length, plays through pain. So just saying, like, he got hurt and he said, screw it, I'm going out there and I'm going to play. Uh, right. His leadership helped rally the team after loss to Florida. I mean, that that's awesome that literally his leadership and his ability to be a guy everyone looks to as part of his strengths. Uh, punch from press is forceful and aggressive. I agree. Captures the crowds outside. Captures and crowds outside release against the sideline. Yes. He forces guys into that sideline. If you're trying to outside release on him, uh, get the most out of his uh, reroutes and cover two. Yeah, I think like a cover two defense is perfect for him. Like I said, like Richard oh, Sherman. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, and he can be a little bit more aggressive. Yeah. Displayed above average route anticipation against Ole Miss. Uh, responsible or responsive to pass eye, passers' eyes and movements from zone. Very much so. He had those picks because of it. Uh, Adequate recognition of route combos and cover three. And then talented gunner on special teams. I would agree with that. Talented gunner. Weaknesses. Uh, high cut with a leggy change of direction. He is lanky. So he does have those long legs. And they're Trying saying like yeah. very – it's a lot more difficult when you do to make those quick turns and quick cuts. Um, label, or labored hip corrections when juked by press release. Yeah. That's just basically the same thing, like using his hips, flipping them, turning, you know. Yeah, flipping them, turning. When he is in that press and they get past him on that first move, it's hard for him to get back over. Uh, very See, average, next one, reco- very yeah. average recovery quickness in space. Uh, plant See, and drive should, acceleration should, from backpedal is lacking. See, that just should never happen. Nothing with speed should ever be an issue with him because he is so fast and like. And I get it. There's a complete difference between speed and quickness, but like, I don't think he's not quick either. So like, I think he's fast yeah. and quick. So it's like it's weird that any of this anything speed related. But it, it's true. Like I agree with some of these things. Like when you're watching on film, hell, it might be some of his mental like doesn't catch up quick enough for his body. They're like real. I mean, I don't know what it is, but yeah. Um, continue. Yeah, uh, plant and drive acceleration from backpedal is lacking. So pretty much your backpedaling is that corner. You see that someone stopped their route or quarterback's putting your foot in the ground going. Uh, Limited burst to close allows pitch and catch from off man. I agree. So, yeah, I I would agree with that. Uh, Can be delayed in read reaction to run plays. Uh. I think there, I mean, I think there were instances of that. Like, I remember being like, hey, make this tackle, Lante, and he didn't on certain times. Um, but I would, but he is still a good tackling corner. Yeah. Like, he's still and aggressive he, enough to go up and make a tackle where a lot of corners are scared and shy. He's, away a, very, from 
he's a very willing tackler. And I think even if it does sometimes take him a little bit to recognize when he does finally recognize he does, he is so fast to come up that it, that helps. Yeah. But see, and this, this is, this goes against what we just said. The next two are needs to shed blocks and wrap up on the runner and then not in a huge hurry to tackle bigger backs. See, I, I, I don't, I disagree that he's. Uh, yeah, wholeheartedly. I mean, first off, I mean, yes, yeah, his shed blocking could maybe get better, but like, so a lot of times he didn't wrap up, but a lot of times he'd come in and slide in and flip somebody. And like, I think he's, I, I thought he was a pretty good tackle. I think he's a very willing tackle. I think he has a chance on special teams. I, I'm a little bit surprised, honestly, with his grade. I really am. I think it's all because of his potential. Like, I, I think his would be more. Uh, special teams with a chance to be a backup. Like, I think he'd be more in line with what BJ is compared to what Matthew Butler is. Yeah. But uh, that's just, that's just based on, based on watching him play these years and his film and stuff. Yeah. And I'm telling you, dude, like you said, if he runs a four, four, low four, fours, like that could, I mean, that could jump him up a lot. I, I think, I think he will get drafted. Like, I'm going to say, Without knowing, because I didn't do a deep dive, without knowing how deep uh, or not are. deep, yeah, how deep or not deep this class is. I mean, I, I would say probably anywhere between. I would say I'll go fifth. That's going to be my guess. I'm going to say he'll go fifth round. Yeah. So um, maybe that's because of his play, but he might get taken in third and fourth because of his potential. I, I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't know how deep this class is, but um, if, if he goes before five, I'll be like, I'll be pretty surprised. But then again, most of the time, those guys know better than I do. So, yeah, uh, I agree with that. I think I, I do think that today and his numbers can really affect that five or three or wherever he ends up. Um, yeah. Before we jump off here, quick update on Vol Baseball. Played number one Texas on Friday. Uh, suffered our first loss. To a very good Texas team, and I, I don't think this is like uh, saying Tennessee can't compete with the top. I think there were some questionable calls in that game also. Uh, I'll put it up on a YouTube, like pictures. We It was like four to two. We had a guy on second, a guy on third, two strikes. And, like, we, you know, potentially can bring these runners in and um, calls third strike, I mean, it's not even close to over the plate. Uh, and then another one, uh, I can't remember who it was, sliding into second, it, you know, throw from outfield, and he tags the bag before the uh, – uh, I think it was a shortstop touches him. And it's just like, man, like you guys have reviews in baseball. That's the thing, too. It's like – we have instant replay in baseball, so I don't even understand how that stuff gets by these umps. And I can actually send you these pictures, Reed, so you can see them. Yeah, I was about but, to say because your boy did not uh, watch get to watch any of it. I was, it, uh, I mean, it's, busy watching it, golf. It's, it's kind of crazy. I'll send both of them to you. Um, but the slide, I mean, he's obviously touching the bag before he's touched, and then the pitch. It's like, it's. I mean, the there's nothing in front of the umpire. There's like yeah. a gap, and the ball's like way over to the left. It's crazy. 
Well, I can't pull it up because I saw you send it to me. I can't pull it up because I'm using that phone for Zoom. I will look at it afterwards, sir. Okay. Okay. Did we, uh, did we end up uh, – um, what was I about to say? Did we end up winning last night? Yes. So I thought. Yes. Let me look at that final score because I, I couldn't remember what it was. But uh, we did end up winning last night. I always hate, man. I try and go on ESPN and they never have – Baseball. NCAA baseball. Just, hey, like, just Google. Just always Google. That's what I always do. It just always ticks me off. Um, it's so easy. You got to go like, like through this whole thing. Just do Tennessee. Just do Tennessee baseball, and it'll always yeah. Uh, beat Baylor ten to five. Yeah. And then we got we got Oklahoma today. I was listening to it. We were up one zero on the way home from church. Uh, I don't know what they're doing six, right now. Six zero right now. Top of the seventh. Nice. I mean, this is a damn good baseball team, now. You better get your butt on over here from Nashville to come catch a game. I uh, know. Well, they're actually coming to Nashville to play Vandy later oh, in the yes. year. Yes, that's hype. Yeah, I, I would actually like to come to Nashville, eat at some of my places I've missed since I don't live there anymore, and go there. That would be fun. We just go over there and just get rowdy. <laughs> Hell, yeah. I got my nice Todd Helton jersey on. I, I'm, I'm, I'm ready. I'm you excited. Do you, have a, you have a Todd Helton jersey? Yeah. Nice. Yes, yeah, I, I bought it last last year when Volvo saw was popping off. I was like, "Damn, I want a jersey. That, that'd be sick." And then saw one online. I was like, "Have to." And what is it? Was a Tennessee? It's a Tennessee one. It says Helton on the back. Uh, no, it just said, it's just number three. It doesn't say Helton. Oh, okay, but I got you. I got you. It's it it is it's Todd Helton. Let's be honest. I got you. Um. All right, big boy. Why enjoy today? We went a little long because. We got wrapped up in uh, some combines talk and stuff, but hopefully everyone enjoyed and, it. And, and Batman, you know. <laughs> I could have talked even longer because I always forget. I, agree. I don't know how I forget. I don't know how I didn't call you yesterday to talk to you about that. I don't know either, Reed. I didn't know you were seeing it. I know. I know. Anyways, um, okay. So appreciate you guys watching, listening. If you're on the YouTube, subscribe, like, hit that notification bell. If you're on any kind of listening platforms, Rate, review, follow, share with your friends and family. Um, let them know what we got going on, how much fun we have during these podcasts. If you want to reach out to us, uh, number 865-322-9232. And then email believeintennesseefootball at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on social media at Believe in Tennessee on Twitter for our main account. At rbacon26 for read at Kyler Kerbison on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the same. So you can follow me there. Um, and, yeah, just, again, always appreciate you guys, you know, commenting, liking, posting about us. Any Anything helps. It, it always means the world to us. So very much appreciate it. Um, as always, go balls. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. 
And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.